Good morning, everyone. Good morning, Tom. Time's old time, Jones. <laughs> uh, I don't know if that moniker needs to stick or not. Uh, I want to reach out to Auburn fans, too. So I'm not sure we should label me that way. Too late. They need to learn. They need to learn. They need to learn. I have been an Alabama fan since the days of Bart Starr. I remember when he was actually in college, not with the Green Bay Packers. I was a fan of Bart Starr when he was at the University of Alabama. So that's how old I am. Uh, but uh, now I'm not going to promise you I'm going to do this little ritual every time I speak. But I would kind of like to do it again. Okay, everybody ready to take a deep breath? One, two, three. And let's take another one. Okay, that was good for you. That was good for your body. And what was the other thing I did? Let everybody laugh, okay? Well, I'm not going to promise I'm going to do that every time. But I kind of need to get a little endorphins going this morning. I had a little bit of a challenging day yesterday. So I need to get some uh, those uh, good stuff going, okay? Let's all, one, two, three. <laughs> okay, now this time look at somebody as you laugh, okay? <laughs> Hey, that's, that seems to that seems to still be working. So we we'll, may we'll, 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 we'll try that again. So what am I supposed to do with this little thing here? Okay, now today I'm going to give you a choice. So last time I, I said I I didn't want anybody to say Amen, right? We had a few that broke the rule. That's okay, we're a gracious group. Instead, we we said. So let's see. Let's take a vote this morning. How many want to? I'll tell you which. Amen or hmm? Amen. Let's go to amens first. How many want to go amen? Amen. And how many want to go hmm? Okay. Amens have it. Amens have it. You're you're free. You're set free to amen. Okay. This morning, what we're going to talk about? Oh. That's a great song. You guys yeah. didn't, didn't seem to know that. No, didn't. you don't sing that. Yeah. Well, that's a favorite in Nashville. So go online, listen to it. There's a lot of versions of it online. But I'm probably going to refer to the song sometime in the message today. But, uh, really good. So let's see, which way do I, do I, am I holding this upside down or? There you go. Okay. Okay. All right. Well, we're going to start. I'm a, I, I had the topic up there somewhere. It's gone. Okay. Uh, the, the topic today is uh, sweeping kind of out the darkness so we can really shine. And so we're going to deal with some things that come in and dim our light and keep us from shining quite as brightly as we can. So here are going to be the scriptures that we're going to use that, that are going to be the basis for everything we're going to say today. So you've got John 5, 17, which has been my kind of theme scripture for the year. 
My father is always working, Jesus said. And I too am working. Come on. And, and boy, when you really, be, you know, Sean was talking about needing God all day. When, when you realize God is always working yeah. all day. And you can tap into that, it begins to change a lot of things. So we'll come back to that one. Psalm 34 was one that I held on to uh, beginning a little over a year ago when my wife died. We had been together almost 53 years, and I was brokenhearted. And I felt crushed in spirit. But God said, I'm near the brokenhearted, and I saved the crushed in spirit. Amen. And after four or five months, I said, he does it. He really does it. He really came near me, and he really saved me in my crushed spirit. He really does that. And it was just a kind of a powerful experience. You know, you, you claim the promises of God, but then when you experience yeah. it, that's exactly right. Yeah. That's right. It's a powerful thing. That's right. So then I go from there to John 14 here, where Jesus says, My peace I give you. Yeah. Mm. Now it hits me, he really does that. Yeah. Mm. That's not just a nice thing to think about. Right. You and I can really experience the peace that Jesus experienced. That's right. Now we're going to have our moments. Yes, sir. But we can really experience that peace. Yes, sir. And then in John 15, he said, I've told you these things so that my joy may be in you. And, my, and your joy might be complete. Wow. Com, can you imagine that? Complete joy. Yeah. No. But Jesus really does that. It's not just a wishful thing. I hope so. No, he really does it. Amen. Now, when we realize that, then we put that peace and that joy together in our life and... Oh, and we can become a light. When you're around people that are full of peace and full of joy, there's something. Yeah. You're, you're, you're like a bug attracted to a light. Right. <laughs> you're attracted to that. Yes. That peace and that joy. wonder if that had anything to do with why people throng to Jesus. Right. Huh. Wow. I imagine it had something to do with the fact that they felt a peace That's right. and a joy. It's good. And he could shine. Okay, but however, uh, Jesus said, you know, you're the light of the world. So right. when did he say that? Right after the Beatitudes. Right. If you put those eight Beatitudes to work in your life, you will have peace and joy, and you will be a light Amen. to those that are around you. But we live in a world of darkness. Absolutely. Come on. I mean, it's everywhere. It's everywhere you turn. Mm -hmm. uh, I know people that just refuse to listen and watch the news. Yeah. Maybe you're, maybe some of you have said, I'm done with 
watching the news. My, I got a couple of daughters that just refused. Well, maybe all three of them. <laughs> Actually, come to think of it, they just won't watch the news because of all the darkness that there is. But Jesus said, "You're the light of the world." Right. That's right. And so we can shine into the darkness right. and make a difference. We'll come back to that later. But I'm going to talk about a couple of things that increase the darkness in our own lives and begin to sort of dim that peace and that joy that we can radiate. And one of them, you probably go, yeah, I understand that one. But the other one? Now, next week, uh, I, this is going to be part one, and next week will be part two, and I thank uh, Tosin for letting me switch with him. He was going to, he'll be speaking after that, but so I can do part one and part two together, because we're going to talk about worry today, and how it brings darkness into your life, and keeps you from shining. And then next week, I don't know if that, for, and I've been around for 55 years as a follower of Jesus. Wow. I have never heard anybody preach on frustration. Mm. But I'm going to speak on it next okay. week. Amen. This may be the first sermon in the history of the world. <laughs> you may want to bring all your friends in there. Here we go. <laughs> because it's not really, you say, where is that in the scripture? Yeah. Well, we'll talk about that okay. next week. All right. But it brings darkness. Right. Frustration dims your light. Yes, it does. In a major way. And so we'll talk about that next week. But today, we're going to focus in on worry. Because, you know, whenever worry and frustration come in, they begin to mess with your peace and your joy. And so anything we can do to lessen the darkness in our life enables us to shine more. That's the thesis that we're working with today. So we're going to focus in on worry. And so I don't know if the word got out or not. Did the word get out in the congregation that I wanted you to send me a list of the things you worry about and the things that frustrate you? Okay, got to I got it. I got two responses. I don't know. So, so did all of you get it? You got it, but you, it's okay. But, oh, okay, some of you said didn't want to talk about it. <laughs> you didn't want to tell me. <laughs> but anyway, I got a couple. And and so I just wanted to know what are, where are we tempted to what are we tempted to worry about? Because we all are. Yes. The future is uncertain. And so that makes us, we're not in control. We go, well, that's uncertain. Mm -hmm. So we, we worry. Mm -hmm. Now Jesus had some things to say about that. We're going to talk about it. And I think we might have misunderstood some things. We'll see. Okay, so here's what Jesus teaches. Come on. Has to say in the Sermon on the Mount, that great kingdom message that Steve Brown and I wrote a whole book about. Uh, the kingdom of God being lived out in our lives, the Sermon on the Mount describes it. Therefore, I tell you, do not worry about your life. 
What you will eat or drink or about your body, what you'll wear, is not life more than food and the body more than clothes? Look at the birds of the air. They do not sow or reap or store away in barns, and yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Are you not much more valuable than they? Can anyone by worrying add a single hour to your life? And why do you worry about clothes? See how the flowers of the field grow. They do not labor or spin. Yet I tell you, not even Solomon in all his splendor was dressed like one of these. If that's how God clothes the grass of the field, which is here today and gone tomorrow, thrown into the fire, will he not much more clothe you, oh, you of little faith? Do not worry, saying, what shall we eat or what shall we drink or what shall we wear? For the pagans run after all these things. And your heavenly father, your Abba, mm -hmm. knows you need them. That's right. But seek first his kingdom and his righteousness. Mm -hmm. And all these things will be given to you as well. In other words, God will take care of you. Yeah. And therefore, do not worry about tomorrow, for tomorrow will worry about itself. Right. Each day has enough trouble of its own. Mm -hmm. And then Paul comes along as a disciple of Jesus, and then he writes this to the Philippian church, Rejoice in the Lord always. Again, I'll say it. Rejoice. Let your gentleness be evident to all. The Lord is near. Huh. The Lord is near the brokenhearted. Remember that? Right. Psalm 34. Yes. And I felt the Lord was near in my brokenhearted. Mm -hmm. The Lord is near. Can you feel it? The Lord is near. Do not be anxious about anything, but in every situation, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your request to God and the peace of God. That's the peace Jesus said I give you. Mm -hmm. yeah. mm -hmm. The peace of God which transcends all understanding will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. Now, is worry a sin? We just read Jesus saying don't worry. Paul saying don't be anxious. So I asked this question to the group of seniors that meet online every week in Nashville, I'm still meeting with them. I ask this question, is, 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 is worry a sin? Now, just the week before, our 87-year-old brother, Jack Reese, who started the Pace Center Ministry back in 1997, had done some teaching. He's still teaching. His body has been really declining, but his mind still sharp. And he had really done some amazing teaching on how we sometimes look at some sins as felony sins and some sins as misdemeanors. And they become sort of the acceptable sins. And so he had done this amazing lesson that really got our group talking. And so when I'm ready to teach now on worry and frustration, I'm, I'm just asking, do worry and frustration fit into the misdemeanor sins? Mm. Okay. Hey, you've been done a hmm. Yeah. Without me, that's, that's good. That was good. That was good. Okay. Uh, so we're going to be 
looking at some things here related to that. Uh-oh, boy, uh-oh, we got these out of line. How did that happen? Uh-oh, some whole bunch of stuff is missing. Where's my technology man? <laughs> got, got about 10 slides that are missing. <laughs> okay, so uh, we'll try to figure that out. So, uh, maybe we need to laugh again. speech and hearing clinic over at the University of Alabama Tuesday, uh -huh. 3 o'clock. But sometimes they come on and, and then they go off. It's got, I don't know what's going on. I can scream. No. Okay, can try we, again. Can we go through those questions? Those three that I had up there? Out, um, I'm not quite ready for those. Oh, okay. I was just going to say but time. We may not be able to, uh, yeah, I can see that the one you've got, I must have, something, if that's the one I sent you, that was the wrong one. Okay. <laughs> Okay. It's all right. It's all right. Okay. Let's go old school. Okay, so let me go back and, and, and let's look at the passage again. And so I want to ask this question. Okay. Is this a command? Mm -hmm. Or is it an encouragement? Wow. Great question. Is it a command or is it encouragement? Because that has to do with the whole issue of whether it's a sin or not. Right. If you worry, is it a sin? Or is it failure to take an encouragement? So when Paul says, don't be anxious, is he saying, if you are anxious, you've sinned? Or is he said, hey, don't be anxious. God is near. Don't you say that sometimes to your children? To encourage them, you're not giving them a command. You know, if uh, your son or daughter comes up to bat and you say, "Get ahead," are you saying that's a command? And if you don't do that, then you're in trouble. Yes. Are you giving them an encouragement? Yes. I think sometimes some of the things in the scripture are encouragements, and and a lot of. Things like in the book of Hebrews, he said, I've written you a short letter of encouragement. Mm. At the end, I really wasn't such a short letter. He kept, all the way through, he kept, you kept thinking he was about to bring it to an end, like a sermon that never quite ends. Uh, but anyway, he said, finally at the end, he said, I've written you a short letter of encouragement. Uh, but he has a lot of things in there, like, don't give up meeting together. Yeah, right. Is that a command? That we ought to say, now, if you stop doing that, you, or is it, is it encouraging us? Don't, don't stop meeting together. Mm -hmm. I've come to think that these statements that Jesus makes and Paul makes here 
is an encouragement to us to realize we have a Father in heaven who's going to take care of us. Yeah. And he's near. And that doesn't mean he's 30 miles away. When God is near the brokenhearted, he's right there with you. That's right. Mm -hmm. And so the Lord is near. He's, he's right there. Right. He's not way off somewhere. And I think both of these passages are encouraging us to accept God's love and embrace. Mm -hmm. Amen. And go, you know, why, why would I worry? That song we just sang that we didn't know very well, <laughs> uh, you know, he'll take you in his loving arms. Right. Right. Both, he says that about Jesus, about the Father and the Spirit. Yeah. He'll take you in his loving arms. So, you know, your children, when they know you're going to take them and love on them, yeah. they're okay. Yeah. 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 They may be scared for a moment or whatever, yeah. but they know they're going to be okay. Yeah. I think both of these passages are saying God wants to just take you in his loving arms and take care of you. Right. There's another old song. Do any of you know the song, God Will Take Care of You? Yes. Sure. Of course. That's an old song, yeah. but that's yeah. a beautiful song. I'm old. Yes. Whatever be tied, God will take care of you. That if you go online, you can find some children's versions of that. I love to play those. Little children singing that song, God will take care of you. I, when I, there were people concerned about me coming to Tuscaloosa by myself and doing what I'm doing. and uh, I just wanted them to listen to that song, God will take care of me. God will take care of me. Whatever be tied. Uh, okay, now that brings up another issue that was in one of these missing slides. I call these digital demons. <laughs> I don't know why they happened, how in the world it could have happened. But it's just digital demons playing with us. But there's another thing that we need to distinguish between. We need to distinguish between concern and worry. Yes. Okay. Yes. okay. Okay, let's compare the two for a minute. Okay, concern will lead to some kind of loving action Amen. on your part. Okay. Even if it's just prayer. Mm -hmm. It will concern. We need to be concerned about yeah. things. Yes, right. But concern will lead you to loving prayer or to loving action, mm -hmm. praying as you go, knowing that you want to join whatever God is working. Mm -hmm. You just want to join in God's work to help address that concern. That's right. That's right. Worry, on the other hand, is over here. And it will take some kind of action, but it will not be thinking about God. Wow. It will be what if more. It won't be considering that God's working. And so worry... Take some kind of action, but because it's messing with your mind, the darkness is in there, whatever action that is may not be very good. Right. Worry usually does not lead to good actions. Concern with a spiritual mindset will lead to the best possible outcome. Right, right, right. And so we're going to distinguish between 
command and encouragement. We're going to distinguish between concern and worry. Mm -hmm. And we're going to realize that the amount of worry we do increases that darkness in our minds and our hearts and keeps us from being as effective in encouraging and helping others. Whether that's in your marriage, whether that's with your children. Think, think about, you know, this, this is kind of bleeding over into next week, but think about when you're really worried or really frustrated about something. How are you with your kids? Don't you think they pick it up? Boy, they pick it up fast. Your dogs even pick it up. You know that? You know, they, they, they show them. Dogs read people really well. And if you're really anxious and really frustrated or worried or whatever, you're, that, that darkness is creeping in your animals. Feel it. I don't know if cats can or not, but I'm not much of a cat. Cats won't care. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Some of you are cat people. But I imagine the cats can even feel it. So we want to do whatever we can do to focus on God's loving care to get the worry out of our life. Mm -hmm. So start paying attention to what you worry about. Mm -hmm. Come on. And then take that and do what 1 Peter says, cast all your anxieties. And Sean, did you, did you mention that already? You did. Sean mentioned that this morning. Cast all your anxieties on him. God knows we're going to have them. That's right. He knows we're human. That's right. He knows we don't know the future. That's right. Nope. But he says, hey, bring it to me. I am near. And he says, you can really have peace. You really can. Okay, so let's go to something else that I had up here. Okay, I want to do this and then I'll come back to the Nashville Boy, that, I have no idea the digital demons had a field day playing with this because they, they took my slides and just got them all mixed up. But, but here's, a, here's three questions I want to ask you. Do you believe you'll be tempted to worry? Absolutely. Yes. Yes. Do I have an amen on that? Amen. We will all be tempted to worry. Yes. Now, I know one person uh, and you know it. And his wife said to him, I don't think you worry about anything. <laughs> now, who do you think I know that all of you know? Yourself. Maggie, who do you think I know that you, all of you know? Who takes a lot of pictures? Oh, yeah. Jack Redmond. Oh, yeah. <laughs> okay. Jack's wife said to him, I don't think you worry about anything. <laughs> I don't know whether he does or not. But most of us will be tempted to worry. So I could have been tempted to worry about whether the whole digital thing was going to mess up. Somehow I wasn't worried about it. And right in the middle of it, when it started to go wrong, I wasn't worried. But you'll be, I was tempted. I was tempted to worry. Uh oh, I was tempted to think, what next? <laughs> you will all be tempted to worry. Jesus was tempted to worry. And we're going to take communion here in a moment. And we're going to remember that he went through a night of anguish. 
But I don't think it was worry. I think it was knowing he was about to fully enter the darkness and take on himself all the darkness of the world and be separated from God, which he had never, ever been. I think he was worried. I think he was in pain. There's a difference between worrying and being in pain. But I don't think Jesus was worried. I think he had a peace knowing the Father was always with him. Right. But I think he was tempted. Says, says so, doesn't it? In all points, says we were. He was tempted in all points. Right. Like we are. But you're going to be tempted. But you can learn to see it coming. Right. And I'll talk even more about this with frustration because this has been one of the biggest victories of my life this year. Victory over frustration. Mm -hmm. But you can start seeing it coming. Mm -hmm. And you can do something because the Holy Spirit will be with you. Uh -huh. right. Now, do you believe you can stop worrying? Yes. That's okay if you're not sure. It's okay. I do. I do believe you can stop worrying. Amen. I believe if you're in medical school, you can stop worrying. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Maddie, wow. <Yeah. laughs> uh, I believe that you're in law school. You can stop worrying. And my brother's listening over Facebook right now, over in there in Alabama, over yes. in Tuscaloosa. Yes. Monroe. Monroe, I'm talking to you, brother. Yeah. <laughs> Monroe said he's watching this morning. Uh -huh. But he's in law school. And boy, the, the first day they piled all kinds of reading on him yes. in orientation. Hello. Yes. But I believe you can stop worrying. Mm -hmm. I believe you can become a light in that law school. Mm -hmm. Because I believe you can have Jesus' peace. Yes. Right. I'm not sure I would have preached this with the conviction I have right now a year ago. Mm -hmm. I think I've learned some things. Mm -hmm. But I've, I've learned you can stop worrying. Now, if you, if you find yourself worrying, you go, oh no, God hates me now. No! <laughs> you know, he, he's given you an encouragement not to worry because he's with you. Mm -hmm. And if you start worrying, he'll say, let me just guide you back into my loving arms. Yeah. And I'll take care of you. Right. Well, what's the opposite of worry? Let me ask, what, what do you think? What's the opposite of worry? Faith. Trust. Faith. Faith? Yeah. What else? Peace. Peace. How about laughing? <laughs> what does it say about the, the worthy woman in Proverbs 31? She laughs at the days to come. Wow. Wow. Isn't that the opposite of worry? Yes. What we do is we worry about the days to come. But she laughs at the days to come. Amen. I believe we can get there. But then the next slide was supposed, supposed to say, <laughs> wow, that's crazy. It was supposed to say, what role does the Holy Spirit play in all there this? There you go. Come on. Uh, wow. A huge role. 
one of the convictions that I have come to in the last year, and I, I think I told you I'm going to do a sermon sometime called 10 Things I've Learned Since I Turned 75. Did I tell you that? Yes. And that the list just keeps getting longer, by the way. But one of the things I've learned is the Holy Spirit is incredibly active. Yes. Much more active than I ever, I believed in the Holy Spirit. Yeah. Long time. But the Holy Spirit is so much more powerful than I even thought. Yes. Wow. And so it's only by the power of the Holy Spirit that we can get to this place we're talking about. Right. Where we're not worried. We, we, we've taken in Jesus' peace and Jesus' joy. But isn't that the fruit of the Spirit Amen. over in Galatians 5? Isn't it joy? Amen. And so the role of the Holy Spirit is huge. So let me see if I can find this slide that uh, I've gotten just all okay. So March 27th this year. Well, it's hard to believe that's only been five months ago. Wow. We had the school shooting come to Nashville. Yeah. I don't think it's come to Birmingham. They had a church shooting. They had a church shooting in Birmingham. But, boy, every time I turned on the news that day, I wanted to kind of keep in touch with what was going on. I wept. Yeah. Uh, three little nine-year-old children, school master, loyal custodian for 30 years, 20 years, substitute teacher. And uh, you just felt the darkness, you know, come, up, come over Nashville. And so now I know, we know what many other cities have experienced. I came home that day and sat down after listening to the news and I felt, right at the moment, I felt helpless. Yeah. What could I do? And I guess now I believe it was the Holy Spirit that prompted me to think, you're not helpless. Mm -hmm. You can do something. You have the Holy Spirit right. in you. And so... I started telling people in the body of Christ, just go spread some light. Anything you can do, spread some light. Start maybe just with a big smile. Start with saying something that makes somebody laugh. Start with listening to somebody who's going through pain. Starts with bringing them to hear about Jesus. Starts with sitting down studying the Bible with people and exposing them to the light of the world, Jesus. Right. Uh, do, just do whatever you can do. Start. Uh, spread some light. And so I came up with a little logo and I, I started a little podcast. And uh, the, my first person to interview with, in this podcast was Jack Frederick, oh, I mentioned wow. earlier. Uh, and in that podcast, he talked about being on campus as a 72-year-old man and spreading some light you know, out on the campuses. After the podcast was over, Jack and I were talking. And because I'd said, tell me in the podcast thing, I'd said, tell us about what it's like. 
to be out there on campus as a 72-year-old retired guy. And so then he and I had a personal talk afterwards, and he said, why don't you come on down to Georgia in two weeks? And that's what changed my life, wow. you know, being open to, to going down there and spending that time on campus with some that were even from Birmingham and Jackson. And now I'm in Tuscaloosa. Wow. <laughs> wow. March, uh, I mean, May the uh, 21st, I think, is when that, I, that happened. I had no idea. Mm -hmm. But I think this idea, and I, by the way, I, I've started a little organization, registered it with a bank a couple of days ago, just called Spread Some Light. Mm -hmm. But when we are filled with the peace that's cool. And the joy that really Jesus will really give us. Right. We can spread light wherever That's we right. go. Right. Uh, in little ways, in big ways, yeah. in little ways that'll eventually lead to some big ways. Yeah. You never know. Yeah. Right. When you spread a little bit of light, you never know how God might connect that with something else. That's something else. And then a big light comes yeah. into their life. And that light is Jesus. Yeah. Right. Amen. So we're going to let God, I think there's one slide that will work here at the end that I saw, yeah, you know, boy, that's an old one, I, that, this is crazy, yeah. that's something I definitely took out, <laughs> oh my goodness, my mother's favorite saying, keep on the sunny side, how did that get in there, so uh, I don't know. But uh, if you don't worry, you will have peace, yeah. and you can really shine. That's right. Amen. Let's pray for before we break bread and drink cup. Oh, Father, mm -hmm. our Abba, help us know right now that we are in your loving arms. Help us know, Father, that we don't need to worry. That the birds don't worry. And the flowers don't worry. And we're worth more. They're beautiful, but we're worth more. And help us just feel your loving arms around us as much as we can possibly feel it. And Father, right now, we're about to take a little piece of bread and a little cup of fruit of the vine. And we're going to remember Jesus. And we know that he had peace and he had joy throughout his life. And we know that he gave it to his disciples and fully expected them to live with it. And they did. Right. They changed the world. But we know that he was willing to give up that peace and joy for a time and face all the darkness of the world. That's right. And let it all be laid on him. Right. But he knew, I don't think he was worried because he knew he was going to overcome it. Right. And he did overcome it through your power. Your Amen. spirit raised him from the dead. And we celebrate both his sacrifice and the 
servanthood we see in him and we celebrate his victory in the resurrection. Mm -hmm. We thank you for him as we remember him. In his name, amen. Amen. amen.